Hi guys, it's Real Talk with Tracy. Oh God, I hate October. October just seems to be the month for me that a bunch of bad shit always happens. Like my mother died and my aunt died. I was estranged for them for many years if you've been following my podcast. Um, my uncle, Stephen, who I absolutely adored, he died from a brain tumor. And the times that my uncle that raised me till I was 12 that keeps kind of popping up back into my life seems to happen like around times when I'm already feeling very emotional. <sighs> so again, uh, I have to put down my dog in two days, which also makes... Actually, it's tomorrow, which makes another day in October really suck because my dog has cancer and end-stage kidney disease. And um, so it's just, um, it's hard. And coming off a three-day headache, I just really didn't need to hear from my narcissistic uncle-slash-father. Um, but then, as selfish as he is, I do. So, this was the email. Please destroy anything you're holding for me. I want you to know that my last car accident, I got $35,000. I don't need, I don't need you for anything. And that was it. So he's dismissing me. The king, I don't, I won't kiss his ring now. So I'm being dismissed. You know, what a prick. Unbelievable. You know, this is the man who growing up, I had tried to get him to see me, to love me. And I was never good enough, you guys. I never measured up. And, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, you really think your parents are like God. You know, it's like you just want your, your parents' admiration. You want them to love you and nurture you and care for you. And I, I had that at little moments. You know, I have pictures of us at the beach, and I know that there was times that I had moments but the times that I remember the most strongly are the times of him demeaning me, calling me stupid, calling me fat, pushing me to the ground, laughing at me, tickling me until I was in severe pain, and just yelling at him and begging him to stop and him laughing. And then as I got older, you know, you're going to amount to nothing. Um, and, you know, when you have a parent that does that to you, you carry those voices in your head with you where no matter what you do, you never feel good enough. When I was at L'Oreal and I was winning all these sales awards every year, I remember out of the gate the first year I was there, I won like the salesperson of the year and I competed against all the other people in the United States and I got up to get my award and I felt shame. I felt shame because I knew I could have done better. I could have made one more sale. And it just came easy for me. People liked me. I built relationships rather fast. 
And I love what I did. I believed in the product. I love the people that I worked with, the people that the accounts I had, and my sales were really good. And part of it, I think, was just being me. But there was times that I was exhausted from my autoimmune disease. There was times that I had to cut the day short or come home midday and take a nap before I went back out. And I thought to myself, I don't deserve this. And it was really hard for me to walk up there and get this award knowing that I did better than all these other people in the room, knowing that they probably weren't happy that I won this award because it came with an international trip. And I felt shame. So when you have a narcissist for a parent and, you know, he was a narcissist, still is obviously, and my aunt that raised me as my mom. It was kept a family secret till I was 12. She was also very narcissistic. And when you're raised by people like this, it affects you. It affects you for the rest of your life, unfortunately. Even if you go to no contact with these people, it affects your whole psyche and who you are. Now, I've been to a lot of therapy and a lot of counseling. But I'll tell you, Sometimes I've told my husband this, I feel like I'm going to take this pain and this shit to my grave. I don't know if I'm ever going to get past it. I don't know if I'm ever going to stop longing for a loving, normal mother and a loving, normal father. And I used to say to my friends, I just wish I had a mom that worked at Kmart. And that was just a good-hearted person and baked cookies. I'm not, I don't need to have a mom who wears Gucci and drives a Mercedes and has money. I just wanted someone that was sincere of heart that I could have conversations with. Two parents that I could feel safe with. Two parents that were normal human beings that didn't have their own agenda and I was just like a puppet in their life. And as I get older, I started making these podcasts really because it's very cathartic and during COVID, like what did we have to do, you know? And I needed an outlet and when I found this app where I can make my own podcast, you know, I just started and I never thought it would turn into such a big thing. I have 5,000 downloads as of yesterday, um, like eight or nine channels and like in 80 countries. So thank you guys for just listening. I hope that something I say resonates with you and helps you to get through any of this that you're going through and to know that you're worth more than this ugly mirror that these people hold up to you that gives your reflection a bad look that's not true. You are a loving, beautiful person. If you're good-hearted and you treat people with, with respect and dignity and love, that's what you deserve back. 
And there's no amount of dieting and plastic surgery and making more money or driving a better car or buying a new outfit or looking better or getting skinny or coloring your hair or whatever that is going to make the person you're dating proud of you, that's going to make a narcissist, that's your parents proud of you, anybody who is a narcissist will eventually hurt you because that's their character and that's what they do and it's all about them. You are there to serve them. You're there for a purpose. You know, um, I guarantee you there's certain people if I would talk to that are narcissists and I told them, you know, I'm going to have to put my dog down. They would say, a narcissist would say things like, well, what are you doing afterwards? You want to go get a bite to eat? Okay, idiot. Or they would say, oh, yeah, but he's old. Okay. Or they would say things like, oh, you'll get another one. Or, gee, that's too bad, but let me tell you about what I'm doing. Or they will just dismiss it like you didn't even say it. Yeah, but I've put a lot of dogs down too, and that's just life. That's such typical narcissistic ways. Somebody who's really caring and loving is going to say that I'm so sorry. I'm here for you. If you need to talk, you can call me at any time. Do you need me to be with you? Is there anything I could do for you? Um... I'm here for you. I love you. I'm so sorry. You've been a great dog mom. You've given this dog an amazing life and you're an incredible person. And this dog has had an amazing life because of you. And I'm so, so, so very sorry you're going through that. That's what a good person does. So anyway, opening up my email and having to see this bullshit that he spouts out uh, occasionally really pisses me off. And I thought I had blocked the email and what I need to do is go back in and see how to do that. <laughs> he got kicked to the curb, my uncle, by his second wife after helping to pay down her house of 30 years. He got kicked to the curb. She got sick of him because he's a pain in the ass and she kicked him out. So now he's an old man He's living in a mobile home, which he overpaid for. He's spending way too much money. He hardly has any money left. And he's still giving her money every month because she has something on him. Now, I don't know what it is. Could be dirty pictures, but she definitely has a chokehold on him that he feels the need to keep giving her money when she's sitting on a million dollar plus house that's paid off and she could be doing a reverse mortgage if she falls short every month and taking care of herself. But again, this is a person who's all about herself. So the fact that he's probably going to run out of money, that he's overspending and he's still doling it out to her, I just think he's really stupid. And I think that she's really selfish if she ever cared about him at all that she's 
doing this when she has two adult sons and a home that she could be pulling resources from. I think it's just really pathetic. Um, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And I felt so sorry for him when he got dumped, you know, when he got his little apartment. Um, like I said to my husband, let's buy him a microwave oven until I found out he was cutting into his savings, which is not that much already and giving her all this money and cutting into his retirement and giving her all this money. And I'm like asking why? And he's like, it's none of your business. And I'm like, wow, she really has something on him. There is some big secret that he doesn't want anybody to know. And I wondered what it is for a while. And now, honestly, I just don't care. I don't care anymore what he thinks. I don't care to have him in my life. He's nobody in my life. He's nobody in my life. I had my first Thanksgiving with him in 30 years. I hadn't seen him. I saw him every year, but I hadn't had a holiday with him because he ate holidays with his other family, which was his wife and her two kids, who also have a different father that doesn't give a shit. It's amazing how this just goes around and round and round, right? So anyway, um, we had taken him out for dinner to a nice restaurant for Thanksgiving and, you know, he, he maintained his composure and didn't say anything stupid all night. So it was a nice evening. And then he takes his foot and sticks it in his mouth and says all sorts of stupid shit like he always does. And if you're following me, I don't know, but he has always belittled me. Um, I remember him coming home from vacation and him bringing me a present. I have a present for you. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that's so nice. You have a present for me. And it was a woman in a bikini that was old and fat, sitting in a lounge chair, like disgusting with the fat hanging over the, the you know, like the bikini and everything. You guys, this was when I was like 30 years old. Okay. I didn't, I didn't look like that. But anyway, he said to me, oh, I got this for you. This is you. And then he laughs at me, you know, or he would walk away. This was like a couple years ago. He'd walk away and he would just fart and you could hear him in front of me and then laugh about it <laughs> like a little boy has no control. So this person is literally almost shitting on me. Why would I put up with this crap for one more minute. It is hard to care about somebody, even if he's sickly, even if he's dying. It's hard to care about somebody who is so against the grain, who is always taking their nails and putting them on a chalkboard, who is always demeaning you and making you feel so worthless and ugly and unattractive. Why? I've just run out of care. You know, I gave him so many chances and I've just run out of any kind of feeling for him. 
other than when I get this bullshit email, pretty much he's saying, uh, yeah, he was going to leave me a few bucks because he doesn't want his wife and her spoiled kids to have his money. Well, he has almost nothing. So the few dollars he was going to leave me, I will survive without that. And even if it was a lot of money, again, I will survive without that. You know, um, it's sad. It's really sad that this man, his whole life has been so blind. He's had an amazing, loving, wonderful, competent. I've achieved a lot. Um, I'm a great person. I've done a lot for people. And I've had an amazing career. I have a great husband. And I'm just a very good, honest, sincere person. And all I've ever wanted was to have a normal family. That's it. And you can't get it. You get born into what you're born into. It's not your fault. So I just want to let you know if you are continuing to suffer. If you have that person or that mother that every time you see her, even though you've lost 30 pounds, she'll look at you and be like, you'll be like, mom, I lost 30 pounds. And she'll look at you and she'll be like, oh, I don't know. Your ass still looks big to me. You have someone like that in your life, no matter what you do. I got promoted, dad. Well, how much are you making now? Well, I got a $10,000 promotion per year. Isn't that good? Uh, you could have done better. So if you're dealing with people like this, this is what I want you to do. Now, listen to what I'm doing. I'm opening the door. And now I'm pushing them out. And now I'm closing the door. Say goodbye. Say goodbye, cut the umbilical cord, cut the chain from these people that don't deserve your love. These people do not deserve you. There's no reason you should be in their life. It doesn't matter if somebody else in the family says, oh, you're terrible that you're not going to go see your mother on Thanksgiving. If your parents are always putting you over the coals and putting you through a hallway of like walking bare feet on glass to go to Thanksgiving dinner, why the hell do you want to be there? If you have to take a Viking, if you have to take a Xanax, if, if you have to throw up in a toilet in their guest bathroom because you went to dinner at their house, why do you want to keep doing this, you guys? Why? Why? So you could say, oh yeah, I went to my mom's for Thanksgiving like everyone else, pretending it was great, like all of your friends. You know, go with a friend, join a meetup group. You know, find a bunch of other people that have nowhere to go and go meet them at a restaurant. That's better. I've had better conversations with people, strangers on planes when I was, when I was traveling 50% of the time for 20 years with my job, I've had better conversation with strangers deeper than I've had with family. 
What does that tell you? So it's okay. It's okay to open the door and push them out and close the door and change the lock. It's okay. I'm very, very blessed and lucky that I did marry a wonderful guy who is still my best friend. He is my rock. I don't know how I got so freaking lucky and blessed when I've been surrounded by this pit of snakes, which are narcissistic human beings, but he's been wonderful. And I'm thankful every single day. I am so thankful and I am so thankful for my friends and I'm thankful for people like my sister-in-law and I'm thankful for people in my life that are loving and caring and that just accept me for me. Just accept you for who you are. I'm thankful. I'm thankful to each of them. So I wanted to share some of this with you guys because I know you're out there and I know you're suffering and I know that you don't have to. It's going to be hard if you go no contact for a while because you're going to be wondering, especially if it's like a love interest, you're going to be wondering, do they miss me? Who are they talking to? What are they doing? You know, you want to look on the other side of the wall to see what's going on. But what you need to do is just build that wall higher. Don't worry about their side of the wall. You make a beautiful garden on your side. You know, go to your garden in your mind and pull out all the weeds, which are all these bad people that have these issues that you know they treat you like shit and they're never going to change and pull them out, weed them out and take those weeds and put them in a compost and throw them on the curb, whatever your trash day is and get rid of it and get rid of it. It's okay that your hands are empty. There was a story about the man who had two hands full of peanuts and he was starving. That's all he had. And he's at the end of a long hallway and he's holding the peanuts in his hands and he's dirty and he's skinny and he has hardly anything and he looks down the hall and the hallway is really long. It's like 30 feet and he starts to walk down the hallway and he sees a huge table with turkey and ham and cheeses and salami and bread and fruits and vegetables and cakes and pies and anything you could ever imagine. And he was told, you can have that. But first, before you walk down the hall, you have to empty your hands of these peanuts and walk down the hall with nothing. And just have faith that once you walk down the hall, you'll be able to feast at the end. And you know what he did? He turned around and left because he was so insecure and felt so inadequate and didn't think that he deserved it and didn't think it could be there for him. And he gave up a beautiful feast and a beautiful life in order to hold on to these old decrepit peanuts that weren't giving him enough nutrition to feed his soul. So that's my story for today. I am sending love and light to all of you. Please know that you're valuable, that God loves you, that if you have any little quirks or anything like that, there will be people in your life that will appreciate that and will love you just the way you are.
And like I said on my YouTube video, which I'm also doing YouTube videos by the same name. Hi guys, Real Talk with Tracy that you can look up. You know, if you have a little horn or a little something growing out of your head that looks bad, just put a little concealer. Nobody's going to notice. <laughs> you know, you have a pimple on your face. You don't have to stay inside. Nobody's going to notice. Just do you. Do you and love yourself. All right, guys. Thank you. Please subscribe and also go to my YouTube channel. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Put yourself first. All right, guys. Here's wishing for peace around the whole world. Amen. Bye.